This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick continues in a series called 40 Days of Love. In these lessons, Rick looks into the Bible to help you better understand God's great love for you and to empower you to love others the way Jesus does. But first, in just a bit, we'll tell you how to get Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love Bible Study with six video sessions and workbook. It's perfect for individual study and also great to do with a small group of friends. You can take a sneak peek by going to PastorRick.com while you listen. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, It's All About Love. 1 John 4, 16 says this, we know and we rely on the love that God has for us. Do you know the love of God? And do you rely on the love of God for you? If you don't, you have a hard time loving other people. Oh, it's easy to love people who love you. That's, that's no problem. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about loving the unlovely, loving the difficult, loving the irritable, loving the people who are different who are demanding, loving people all around you who you don't feel like loving. You can't do that until you have God's love coming through you. Love happens because we are loved by God. Now, number two, the second thing that the Bible teaches us is that love is a choice. Love is a choice and it is a commitment. It is a choice and it is a commitment. You choose to love or you choose not to love. It is a choice. You see, today we've bought into this myth that love is uncontrollable, that you really can't control it. It just kind of happens to you. No, that's not true. Love is a choice and love is a commitment. In fact, even the language we use is this language that it's uncontrollable. We say, I fell in love like it was a ditch. You know, I was just walking along one day and I was like, you know, I fell in love. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I fell in love. That's not love. Now, attraction is uncontrollable. No doubt about it. And arousal is uncontrollable. No doubt about it. But attraction and arousal are not love. They could lead to love, but they are not love. Love is a choice. This last week, I don't get to do weddings anymore, but this last week I I, I did a wedding for my personal associate, uh, my assistant, Steve. And uh, he and his fiance, Nicole, stood right here on this stage and they made choices and they made commitments. And in their vows, they said to each other, I choose you above everybody else in the world and I choose you for the rest of my life. That's a choice and that's a commitment. Now, you can't force somebody to fall in love with you, and you can't force them to stay in love with you. Why? Because love is a choice. Love cannot be forced. And this is true of all relationships. It is a choice. Notice this verse, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Choose to love the Lord your God and commit yourself to him. Now, that same principle there is true about all relationships. You must choose to love God. God isn't going to force you to love him. You can thumb your nose to God and go 
a total different way. You can destroy your life if you want to. God won't force you to love him because love can't be forced. Love is a choice. But as it says, choose, I have chosen to love God and I've chosen to commit myself to him. It's the same thing with everything else. I choose to love you and I choose to commit myself to you. Love is a choice and is a commitment. Now, when people say, well, I just don't love her anymore, as if you don't have any choice. No, just be a man, own up to it. You're choosing not to love her anymore. Given the right circumstance, any two people could, quote, fall in love. But love is a choice, and you can choose to love anybody. And you can choose not to love anybody. So when you say, well, I don't love him anymore, I don't love her anymore, well, that's your choice, but don't blame it on circumstances. You are choosing not to love. It's a choice. Number three, love is an action, not just emotion. Love is an action, not just emotion. Now, as I said, it's more than attraction. It's more than arousal. Uh, it's more than sentimentality. You know, today the songs of love are, you know, I've got a quiver in my liver. <laughs> you know, it's an ocean of emotion. Well, when the emotion is gone, does that mean love is dead? No, not at all. Because love is an action. It's something you do. Love is a behavior. Now, love can cause emotion. In fact, it causes the strongest emotions in human beings. It can create emotion, it can cause emotion, it can produce emotion, but love is not an emotion. Why? Why do you say that? Well, in the first place, in the Bible, over and over, we are commanded by God to love each other. And you cannot command an emotion. If I told you right now, be sad. Well, how do you, you can't just be sad on cue. You can fake it, but you can't command. You know, have you, as a parent, have you ever told a little kid, I command you to be happy? I'm going to try it, daddy. <laughs> you, you just can't command an emotion. Emotions are often uncontrollable. And if, God, if, if love was just an emotion, then God couldn't command it. But love is something you do. It produces emotion, but it is an action. In fact, the Bible says this, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Let us love not with words or tongue, in other words, just talk about it, but with action and in truth. You know, you can talk a good action, say, oh, I love people, I love, but do you really love them? Let's see how you act toward them. It's like the girlfriend who said to her boyfriend, you know, he's always saying, he said, honey, I die for you, I die for you. She said, you always say that, but you never do it. Love is something you do. Now let me say a couple of things about love and action. Actually, acting in love when you don't feel it is the highest form of love. It's actually a more mature love. When you act loving toward a person when they're not responding to you or you don't feel it. I mean, it's easy to love somebody who loves you. That's nothing. That takes nothing at all. But real love acts and does the loving thing when they don't deserve it, when they don't respond, or when you don't feel it. Anybody who's had children knows that when they're growing up as babies, as little babies, 
and you get up five or six times in the night to take care of that little baby, you don't do it because you feel like it. I think I'll get up again. I, I've had too much sleep. I think I'll just get up again and go check on that baby. No, you do it because you feel like it? No, you do it because it's the loving thing to do. Anytime you've he held a sick pan for a loved one who was nauseated, you didn't feel like doing that, but it's what they needed. And you were being loving when they were sick. You were giving them what they needed, not what you felt like doing. That is the ultimate form of love. When you are patient with somebody who's irritable, a clerk who's being a jerk, and every, every bone in your body wants to be sarcastic back to them, and you respond in kindness and politeness and in love to that clerk who's being a jerk, and you're giving them not what they deserve but what they need, that's love. When you do the loving thing, when you come home at night and you're as tired as everybody else is, but you do the loving thing, not because you feel like doing it, but you do it out of love, that's ultimate love. Does that make sense? So love is an action more than an emotion. In fact, the book of James, James says, you know, if you do all this big talk about love and all this talk about faith, but you don't follow it up with actions, it's worthless. What good is that? It doesn't matter. The second thing I'd say about love is action is that it is always easier to act your way into a feeling than it is to feel your way into an action. Let me say that again. It's always easier to act yourself into a loving feeling instead of waiting for the feeling to come and then you're gonna act loving. Some of you have been in marriages for a long time and the truth is the flame's gone out and the thrill is gone and you're living separate lives in the same house. How do you rekindle that romance? How do you rekindle the feeling of love? You act your way into a feeling. Now if you say, now when I, I don't feel like acting loving toward him, well, so what? Or I don't feel like acting loving toward her. If you start acting in love, I guarantee you the feelings follow because feelings follow behavior. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says to the church, you have left your first love. And then he says three things. So remember what it was like at first. Repent, that means change your mind, and do the things you did at the start. And what he tells the church is the same thing for renewing a love in a marriage or any other relationship. You remember, you repent, and you do the things you did at first. The reason the love went away is you stopped doing the things that created the love feelings in the early days. Now, if you say, well, I wait till I feel romantic to be romantic, it's never gonna happen. It's kind of like prayer. You know, if the only time I pray is when I feel like it, the devil makes sure I never feel like it. Actually, I need to pray when I don't feel like it. In fact, that's when I need it the most. When I don't feel like praying, that's when I really need to pray. And actually, when I don't feel loving, this is a test. God is saying, are you going to learn to love me and to love other people when you don't feel like it? God doesn't want you living by your feelings. He wants you living by faith. So you know what he does? Sometimes he lets the feelings go away. And then you have to love by faith and live by faith. And when you love somebody and do the loving thing, even when they're not responding, 
And even maybe when they're retaliating, you are loving by faith. And that is an action. You act your way into a feeling, not vice versa. Now, you say, well, I don't feel very loving. Well, so what? Just do the right thing. During the 40 days of love, that means we're gonna have some practical assignments for you to do. You don't learn to love by listening to a sermon. And you don't learn to love simply by reading a book. And you don't learn to love simply by going to a small group and discussing and watching some videos. Those are all helpful things, but you actually learn to love by practicing it, by doing it. And so we're gonna have some assignments for you to do each week to help you practice learning how to love. And that brings me to the fourth thing the Bible teaches about love. The Bible says that love is a skill. It is a skill, it's something you can get good at. Now you may think you're a good lover, but I'm talking about becoming a great lover, a skilled lover, a master lover, learning to love like most people never learn how to love. Love is a skill that can be learned, I can learn it. Did you know that? Did, did you know that love can be learned? and you can get good at it, and you can get better at it, and you can become an expert at relationships, and God wants you to become a skilled lover, we want our church to be known as the most loving church around. We don't want Saddleback Church to be known for, well, that's the big church, or that's the church that has the good music, or, or whatever. We want that people to say, that's the church where they love. And they don't care who you are, or what you look like, or where you've been, or what you've done, or where you're from, they love you there. And not only do they love you there, they teach you how to love. And so what we're gonna do for the next 40 days is have some lessons on loving. Now the Bible says this in 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us practice loving each other. Circle the word practice. The only way you get skilled at something is you practice it. You do it over and over. And the first time you do it, it feels awkward. And the more you do it, you get better and better at it. Same is true with love. Let us practice loving each other. And we're gonna practice during these 40 days. For love comes from God. And those who are loving and kind show that they are the children of God and that they're getting to know him better. He said it's proof that you're really a believer, that you're in the family of God, that you're saved. He says the proof is that you love other people. He says let us practice this skill. Now, we're gonna practice that. In fact, in 1 Timothy 4.15, uh, let's read this one aloud together. Practice these things and devote yourself to them in order that your progress may be seen by all. In just a minute, we're gonna set up a little example of how we're gonna measure our progress between today and between the end of the 40 days of purpose journey. Because I want you to be able to see your progress in love. If you will do the things that we ask you to do during these 40 days, not just attend and listen, but if you'll do all the different assignments, I guarantee you will become a better lover. You will become a more loving man. You will become a more loving woman. Your character will be transformed and you will see your progress. But it says in order to see that progress, it said you've got to practice and you've got to devote. You've got to make the commitment to do it and you, then you have to, to practice it. Now the fifth thing that the Bible teaches about love is that love is a habit. 
It is a habit. You can't claim to be a loving person unless you are habitually loving. You see, basically your character is the sum of your habits. Let me, let me say it this way. If you only love off and on, like a light switch, boom, I'm gonna love that person, boom, I'm not gonna love that person. Boom, I'm gonna love that person, boom, I'm gonna love, not love that. If love is a light switch, you are not a loving person. Now you may think you're a loving person, but love happens when you love the unlovely. Look at this verse on the screen, Luke 6, 32. If you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? In other words, well, big deal, big whoopee. The, the point is, you think, I'm a loving person because I love those who love me, I love my family. That's not being a loving person. Being a loving person is when you love the unlovely, when you love people who don't love you, when you love people who irritate you, when you love people who backbite against you, who gossip about you. Anybody can love people who love them. That's no, that takes no character at all. Shoot, a dog can love that kind of love. You pet the dog, you feed the dog, guess what, it'll wag its tail, okay? You don't feed it, you don't pet it, it's gonna learn something else. But the point is, God says love must become a habit. Now, I can't claim to be loving unless I'm habitually loving. If I said to my wife, honey, I will be faithful to you six days a week. <laughs> that partial faithfulness is unfaithfulness. I can't say I have the character quality of faithfulness unless I'm faithful to her 100% of the time. I can't say I'm honest if I say, well, I'll tell you the truth 90% of the time. That's dishonesty. I can't say that I'm kind unless I'm always habitually kind. And you cannot claim and say, I'm a loving person if you're only loving to certain kinds of people. You got a lot of growing to do in love, let's just be honest, and so do I. Because it's quite easy to be self-centered. It's our nature not to be loving. It is our nature to think of ourselves first. And I do it all the time, and you do too. So we have to learn, it's a skill to learn, and it is a habit. Now love has to become a lifestyle. The Bible says in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter 13, Continue to love each other with true Christian love. Continue means make a habit of it. Do it all the time. Don't make it a, night, a light switch that goes on and off. And so during 40 days of love, we're going to learn the habits of love. You're gonna learn some new habits. Now, do you know how long it takes to develop a good habit? Studies have shown that uh, it takes about six weeks to develop a, do, a good habit. That's uh, about 40 days. <laughs> it is not an accident that we choose to do these spiritual journeys on 40 days. Because study after study has shown it takes about three weeks to start doing something every day to turn it into a habit you start getting comfortable with. And then it takes another three weeks or about six weeks, about 40, 42 days for you to really develop something and get it down in your life as a habit. And that's why for 40 days, we're going to be focusing on the habits of love. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you, or if God puts someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you please share it? 
you'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, Jesus said, There's nothing more important than loving God and loving others. That's why Pastor Rick created the 40 Days of Love Bible Study that comes with a six-session DVD and workbook. In these sessions, Rick helps you understand how deep and wide God's love is for you and reveals how you can enjoy a happy and successful relationship with others by focusing on the spiritual principles of patience, kindness, truth, and forgiveness. This resource is perfect for a personal study, or you can invite a few friends over and do it in a small group setting. And today, when you give a gift to share the love of Jesus with people here and around the world, we'll send you Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love Bible Study to say thanks. Get yours now and experience more fulfilling relationships as you live a life powered by the love of Jesus. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. I love the letters that you send to me. Here's one from a guy named Mike. He says he's learning so much from Daily Hope that he wants to pass it on to others. And here's what he writes. Rick, I've been reading Daily Hope devotional since 2009. I started listening to the Daily Hope audio teachings daily, and sometimes I listen to three or four per day. Wow. Wow, Mike. He says, with the cup of coffee in my hand and Daily Hope in my ear at the beginning of every day, I just feel uplifted. You know, oftentimes I'm pretty convicted, but I always come away knowing that my Father in Heaven loves me. Mike writes, you know, last September, after listening to your daily messages on the 40 Days of Love series, I ordered that series, and I have listened to it six or seven times. And I am so impressed with all the truth in this series that I'm going to be ordering a series for each of my children and a special friend of mine that's Christian, but because of her upbringing, is having difficulty understanding the love that God has for her. You know, part of your relationship with Jesus is being able to tell your life story to others, to let them know how God has transformed your life. Did you know that when you share your story of transformation and hope, other people get blessed as well? So tell somebody today about God's work in your life. I want you to just think about this. Who could you tell your story to today? Just think about that and then do it. God bless you, and thanks for listening to Daily Hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.